Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day to you. This is Brad Zonko, and you're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast. I'm really glad that you joined me here today. We have a special, special uh, podcast here today as we are going to zoom in and key in and concentrate on the God of heaven. And I hope that you're ready to move around the scripture and get even just a glimpse of Yahweh, the God who is the Father, the host, the head of heaven, welcoming us in. Before I get started, I'd just like to let you know that, boy, a lot of things have been going on with our ministry. Uh, I'm the director of the Zulon International Bible Institute, and on March 18th, we're going to be uh, having a small graduation ceremony for one of our graduates. Uh, Chris has been uh, doing, being so faithful. His name is Chris Fritz from Horntown, Virginia. He is one of our uh, local students who has been working diligently for just about two years in the ministry uh, here and studying in our Bible leadership course through Zulon International Bible Institute. We have some other graduates in Tanzania, Elisha and Eldi. They'll be receiving their graduation certificates a little bit later on. But on March 18th, I'll be in Easton, Maryland, and I will be with a conglomerate of churches in a meeting there, and I'll give you more details about it as we come up, uh, Heaven is Home Conference. And we're going to take a break during that conference in the evening, and we're going to present Chris Fritz with his graduation certificate. A wonderful time is when we get st- when we began, uh, got ourselves started uh, with our ministry. We had no idea of the avenues that would open up to us, but they sure have. And uh, so one of the things that we were diligent in is in teaching. Chris has been taking uh, studies on teachings of the Holy Spirit, on apologetics, on the doctrine of uh, ha- the salvation, soteriology, uh, end times, eschatology, and such, and other practical uh, in-church things, such as how to speak to a group and how to organize a church meeting uh, setup, a number of different things along that line. And so we are going to have our graduation ceremony in front of the good friends in East and Maryland who have asked me to come up and to be the host and head up the Heaven is Home Conference. And we have them coming up through the year. We'll, I'll be in Pennsylvania in July. Uh, we, I just finished over in the Savannah, Georgia area at Pooler First Baptist Church. A wonderful time, a two-day conference there. And through the fall, uh, I am planning on having some more feet on the ground, as I like to call it, feet on the ground, uh, to, uh, face-to-face with two, many of the different friends who have been on the different social media with me, and I'm looking forward to seeing you. If it's a chance that I can be able to meet you personally, boy, that'll be a great blessing. And so um, be in prayer about that. Uh, if you are able to uh, join us, Easton, Maryland uh, will be uh, the gathering time on March 18th and 19th, Saturday and Sunday. This Sunday, March 5th, I will be in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. That's right outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, in East Tennessee. I'll be at Oak Ridge Baptist Church for a two-session, one-day Heaven is Home conference. Pastor Bobby McCoy invites you, and that's on Bethel Valley Road. If you can make it, that would be wonderful. So, you know, I could give you more of an itinerary, but you can see it on zulon.org. 
xulon.org. And if you're able to help us out, uh, we do not ask for any uh, charge. Uh, it's like one of the pastors said, well, what is the fee for you? I said, well, Pastor, I don't charge a fee. As the Lord would allow, you know, as you were inviting me in. If the Lord lays it on your heart and the people, it's a free will offering. And so the same thing for my friends that I'm talking with right now. I have a coffee study in Walhalla, South Carolina at Mount Mocha, and then over in uh, Pickens, South Carolina in Cafe Connections. I'm over there, and uh, we don't charge anything. Every once in a while, somebody says, what do you charge for the Heaven is Home Conference? Uh, do not charge at all. There's nothing there. So I'm looking forward to being with you and talking with you and having a wonderful time. You know, I will tell you something that's pretty cool. My brother Brent, who is in Zockel Pottery up in the Maryland area, is actually making our Heaven Tour mugs. And I'll tell you about those later on. We sent them the logo, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. We'll tell you more about that later on. And we're finishing up the second book in our series, the Heaven is Home uh, book series. And this one is Heaven, the Adventure Begins. So a lot to tell you there, but let's get to it. So let's get started here as we're talking today. When you are heading to heaven, Christian, through Jesus Christ, John chapter 14 he makes it very clear in verse 6 that he is indeed the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. We know this. Uh, there's not a universalistic thinking that, oh, anybody who just says, well, you know, God's nice and uh, I can do whatever I want. He owes me. It doesn't happen. Uh, Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 tells us very clearly that there is no other name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. And the Lord himself does say, now, Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, calling upon him, you shall find salvation, but it is a commitment to him in giving him your sins and turning from your direction to his direction and finding salvation in Jesus Christ and living for him, identifying with him. That's why people are called Christians. They are ones that are identified. And in the book of Acts, when they use that term for the new believers, it was a mocking term. And the new believers liked it. They used to be called people of the way. Think about it. They're following the way of Jesus Christ. So here, the Father says, I want you in heaven. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9. Uh, God has not appointed us to wrath, but we might find salvation through Jesus Christ. Well, who is he? If we're talking about this Father, let's learn some more about him. And in an exciting way, we can find out the names of God. They give them in the scriptures. And let's start with that. When we go to the Bible, we can see the first time we look in Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1, and we have this name for the Lord. When Abraham was 90, he was called Abram then. When he was 90 years old, 99 years old, then Yahweh appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, I am El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, the Lord God Almighty. Walk before me and you be perfect. Now, you're going to find the name El Shaddai occurring seven times throughout the scripture. And there is a very, very powerful reference in this, meaning the Almighty. This, anytime that you see the, 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 the prefix word El, it's translated through the Hebrew as God, and then it will tie in with other names uh, in here. And the word Shaddai has two meanings among Bible scholars, and in Hebrew, it would mean the mother's breast, in the sustaining, in nourishing, in giving a blessing, 
uh, sustainer. Now, this is real important when we talk about God, because many people would say, well, of course, God's the creator, you know, but they forget the fact is, and this is why we have a lot of nominal people, I'm not even going to call them Christians, that say this, okay, God made salvation, and that's good enough, and I don't need to rely on him, which is a real problem if you think about it. You know, I can be a creator. Listen, if you want me to go over here and make you a house, I can make you a house in less than an hour. I get a couple refrigerator boxes and some duct tape, and I got you a house from new no problem at all. But if it's going to sustain, well, that's a different thing. I can't give you plumbing and I can't make sure it it, it saves up strong uh, from the rain. You know, I, I can be a creator in that way. I can just slam something together. Oh, but to keep it running, you know, and to give you plumbing and electricity and to watch over the guardianship of your house and even provide, I can't do that. And in that poor illustration, you do get the idea that God not only has created us, but never forget the fact that he is sustaining us. There is an Akkadian word, as I'm studying here, and it means mountain. And that term is used by some Bible scholars saying, well, it could lead, Shaddai could be a derivative of that. And that can mean he is strength, he is power. And if you are within the walls of mountains and you are protected from severe weather, you are guarded in that valley of care uh, on it. That could mean that way. You know, you're going to see in Genesis chapter 28, and God Almighty, El Shaddai, bless you, it says in Genesis 28 verse 3, make you fruitful, multiply you. Uh, Genesis chapter 35, and he has identified in Genesis 35, I am God Almighty. Again, be fruitful and multiply. You move over to Genesis chapter 43, God Almighty, El should I give you mercy uh, for there he, in Genesis chapter 48. And then Jacob says to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me. God Almighty, El Shaddai, we see him as the sustainer. And isn't that wonderful to know because this is the reference of a God that says, well, I'll sustain you, believer. I'm not leaving you high and dry. And as you followed me and you're obedient to me, and I'll take you all the way into heaven Psalm 23 and verse 6, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Then we move on, and there's another name that's a wonderful, wonderful name, El Elyon, El Elyon, and it is translated as the Most High God. You'll find it 28 times in the scriptures. In the Psalms alone, it's used 19 times. When you first go to Genesis chapter 14, you will see that Melchizedek is identified as the priest of El Elyon, the Most High God, and in there. And remember, when you say El, this is uh, the prefix phrase, name, used for God, as God, and then you will add this descriptive term. And Elyon, as you see it in the, in the uh, scriptures, you'll see it being used as Most High it's talking about majesty. It's talking about the ultimate. It's talking about the superior. And when you see this, I give you an idea when you take a look at it. Psalm 78 and verse uh, 35. And they remembered that the most high God was the one who redeemed them. The high God, El Elyon, was their redeemer. You look at Genesis chapter 14 and verse 22. 
and it says that this is El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. I would say that someone who makes a claim of having ownership of both earth and heaven, well, then you're talking about one that is most high, and that would be God. Think of Genesis chapter 14. You'll see it three times, Genesis 14, verse 18. As I said, Melchizedek was the priest of the most high God. Go to the next verse, and you see in chapter 14, verse 19, Melchizedek blessed Abraham, Abram at the time, Blessed be Abram of El Elyon, possessor of heaven and earth. It's repeated. And then the next verse, it says, And blessed be El Elyon, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And so we see wonderful references here. Psalm 57 and verse 2, I will cry unto El Elyon, unto God that performs all things for me. What a wonderful promise that we see here in these. And these are just two of the names that we have, and we'll talk some more. So how do they apply to you? Well, if you're looking at the one, we're going through this world, and as it says in 1 Corinthians 15, if we do not find the eternality and the protection and the deliverance from God through Jesus, uh, we're pitiful people. But because we have this, among the many blessings we can have, in uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7, we have the, the peace from God. We can't even explain. It's a beyond understanding. Well, why? Why would people come, you know, as, as uh, one of uh, the uh, relatives of mine came out to California years and years back and, and uh, it just said to me, I don't understand how you seem to have it all together. And I didn't. But compared to her, she was in a complete uh, a, a journey uh, heading nowhere. It was just everything was falling apart in her life. And she says, how do you find this peace? And I was able to witness to her and tell her this God cares for us. And as we come to him in obedience and submission and joy and wonder and, and, and really joyfully run to him in happiness and really letting him take over my life. Well, I found out I can't control my life. He has, this, he has it. And in that, I have the guarantee. Here is the one, as we see El Shaddai, the mighty one who sustains me, carries me day to day. And then also in that, he is not on this level with me. He does not, uh, he just takes me above, as it says in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. Uh, his ways are well above my ways. He sees well beyond the horizon that I ever could. Oh, the reason you're hearing anything in the background. I decided today to be outside and to record outside here, out in the farm the farm area here. So I hope you don't mind the different tractors and things you hear in the background here. But uh, this is the wonder of this this beautiful God. And as we see this and the Bible says, we, we do worship him in the beauty of holiness and we can. And in the beauty of this wonderful farm morning, I greet you and I hope that this uh, quick talk about the two names of God help us understand this wonderful God and how he, can takes, care, he takes care of us. God bless you. I appreciate this. We'll talk some more about this. When we enter into heaven, we will see him, Revelation 22, 4, face to face. We will be with him, Revelation 21, 3. He will then be on the new earth with us, dwelling with us, Revelation 7, 15 through 17. He is spreading his tent of love and protection over us. And as it says in Habakkuk 2, 14, then the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of his glory. What a wonderful promise. 
Take care. God bless you. If you want to learn more about our ministry, look, that new website's coming up in just a couple of weeks. I'm very excited about it. But if you want to know and maybe how you can help us, then go to Zulon.org. We're finishing up the recording studio up here and uh, wonderful opportunities uh, for us to be able to reach out to to many different uh, channels of communication. We're going to finish that building. Uh, We've had a wonderful donor uh, completely take care of the insulation from the cold weather, and we're looking for help in some more things, uh, some new equipment and some other things, and finishing up the flooring and uh, things along that line. If you can help us out, wonderful. The information is there on how you can help us, and just pray about it. If nothing else, just pray for me as I continue on in the wonder of the new horizons of opportunity that the Lord brings to us. Thank you so much. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk very, very soon, continuing the talk about the God of heaven, the wonderful descriptions of him. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.